win by the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight, 5-1 to one over the Columbus Blue Jackets. I have a full game recap coming up right for you all after this drop. Going to get into Sidney Crosby's ridiculous game, Evgeny Malkin with one hell of a rip, Jake Gensel finding the score sheet again against the Columbus Blue Jackets, Brian Russ, Tristan Jari, Ricard Raquel's debut. Little Probably do a little bit of a preview for Wednesday night's showdown in Buffalo. I have that and a whole lot more coming up right after this drop. Your Locked On Penguins. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by, um, let me make sure that I got this right, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, lively low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. I thought for a second it was bet online and I just completely... Screw that up. But you know what? Whatever. We're, we're, we're going to leave it in there because I don't usually mess that up, but you know, I guess it's maybe a little bit funny. But now, this is probably the first one of the first wins of the year that I don't think I have anything negative to say about the Penguins. Um, this was utter domination through and through against an inferior opponent. And, you know, the schedule is going to get tough again. Um, starting on Friday when they go to Madison Square Garden to play the Rangers. But right now, in this little three-game stretch, you have Arizona, you know, Columbus, and Buffalo on Wednesday night. You've got to bank those points against the teams that are lower than you in the standings because they still have three more against the Rangers. They got Nashville again, Colorado twice, the Islanders still a couple times. That they got to bank points against those two teams, points against that team twice. The Red Wings, they still got to play twice. But all other than that, for the most part, this team plays playoff teams um, down the stretch with about only only 18 games left in the regular season. So it is very important to not only, you know, bank these points, but play well enough to bank these points in the Penguins tonight. Um, even after they were only down one nothing going into the second period, I wasn't worried. I'm like, you know what, Jonas Corposalo is on a little bit of a heater. I know a couple – it's been a couple games in a row where, where some goalies have played really well against the Penguins that don't usually play well against other teams. So I was like, okay, you know, maybe – in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, hopefully this isn't going to happen again. But sure enough, it didn't. Um, the Penguins were able to blitz Corpusello in the second period, scoring four goals. Um, you know, going back to that first period for a second, though, um, the Penguins came out and flat out dominated. Um, then, you know, I put this tweet out on my Twitter page. You know, they had 61% of the shot attempts, 75% of the scoring chances, all the high danger chances, 78% of the expected goals. Um, you, you do that consi- on a consistent basis you are going to get results. Um, and they continue to do that um, as the game went on. And sure enough, Penguins got the results, the result that they were looking for. Redeem Zahorna opened up the scoring for the Penguins in the second period. I know he basically put it into an empty net, but it's still a big goal for him to get because, again, you know, these last few games, more and more depth scoring. You know, it, it, it's funny. You know, I, I and I know I, I bashed some of the other players for not stepping up when they needed to, but also – you know, these players are depth players for a reason. So they are going to go cold every once in a while. But lately, the depth scoring has really been there. And it continued tonight. 
with Zahorna um, getting a goal. You know, I, I always love watching him play. He's great defensively. Um, just a big dude to get the puck off of. It's, it's very hard to get the puck off him due to his size and his reach and everything. And, you know, his puck handling skills are actually pretty decent too. So I know it was only basically an empty net goal. Corpusalo had no chance, but it's good to see him get onto the score sheet because, you know, when hopefully Brock McGinn and Jason Zucker come back into the lineup, uh, he's probably not going to play. He's honestly probably going to be sent down um, to Wilkes-Barre because Brian Boyle um, is going to be the 13th forward, um, I, I think, at this point. So great to see him get on the score sheet. Um, Jake Gensel was able to um, get back on the score sheet as well. He gets his 30th goal of the year. I mean, th- that feed by Sidney Crosby, <laughs> good grief. I just I, I, I marvel at how easy Sid makes it. I mean, the edge work that he had with his skates there to just, you know, turn around, go the other way, and then fire a pass between the legs of that Columbus defender, and then Jake just fires it home. It's just like, you know, I'll, I'll never get used to it because he's been doing this for almost 20 freaking years now. I mean, it's, it's hard to believe that we're, you know, we're over a decade and a half into his tenure here, and he is making things look just so freaking easy. Uh, you know, I just, I marvel at it. Great pass, and, you know, he's only continuing to get better as the season goes on, you know, Sid is heating up at the right time, you know, especially, you know, we're in the stretch run. The playoffs are only about six weeks away. The sunset now is at seven o'clock. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I am just, I'm so am for playoff hockey. Um, I, especially when the Penguins obviously are in it, uh, I get so jacked up. So um, there's a lot of good things going right now for the Penguins. Brian Ross, he was able to get um, another goal. Um, again, solidifying his, um, I just blanked on the word choice that I was about to use, you know, so what if I, you know, his stance on, you know, why the Penguins should pay him instead of maybe, you know, one of the other core guys. Again, I stress, I would much rather pay Malkin and Latang first, then worry about Brian Russ later, see if you can move some salary out or something like that. But um, I still think that Brian Russ needs to be kept at all costs. I mean, he is, he's that good. And I don't think he's a player that this team can afford to lose. Um, You know, what a, goal he had there just go knifing around one of the Columbus uh a defenseman and then the other defenseman just did his own beautiful Rob Scuderi Jack Johnson impression he for some reason laid on the ice when there was no one back door um you know Brian is going to take that every time and go for um backhand forehand um and just absolutely destroy Corpusalo so awesome goal there and then it looked like for the time being Sidney Crosby had another goal but it was changed to take Ensel because it went off him so that is his 31st goal, um, and he is now, I believe, the only Penguin player in the Sid Gino era to have more of what? No, I, I messed up that stat. He is the only other Penguin during the Sid and Gino era to have multiple 30 plus goal seasons. James Neal, remember, he had 40 um, that year, um, and, but you know, Jake has just been doing this um, on such a consistent basis and i am going to make sure um that i got that stat right i do not want to ever uh screw, screw that up because i felt like for a second that i was forgetting um chris kunitz yeah no chris kunitz only scored 30 um once uh, jake is the only penguin to have multiple 30 plus goal seasons in the sid and Gino era um again no kunitz did it i know neil did it um uh, at least with the 40 goal one but you know not even you know it's just it, it's crazy how consistent Jake Gensel has been um, for, for his career. Um, and yeah, again, 
Neil, he had 40 in 2011, 2012, did not ever hit 30-plus again um, as a Penguin. So good stuff. Got that stat right. I had to make sure. I had to I had to have my notes here, but I wanted to go on to Hockey Reference and just make sure that I got that stat to you all. I mean, that's 100% accurate. I've messed up a couple times in the past with some stats that I've given up, so I don't want to um, do that again. So, And, you know, obviously Jake has a ton of fun playing the Blue Jackets. Um, he has owned them in the regular season and the playoffs. And, you know, I think tonight really just goes to show how dominant a team like the Penguins are against, you know, a team that's outside the playoff picture because, you know, you can really see who, you know, it's a men's versus boys kind of game here with the top eight teams in the conference versus the bottom eight teams in the conference. I know the Rangers got their butts whooped tonight by the, by the Devils, but I don't think that's going to happen on a nightly basis. Um, but, you know, Columbus, I applaud them for kind of being in the race, um, even though they're not really there. They're 13 points back at this point with 18 games to go. Hey, I would have to take a monumental collapse by um, any one of those teams um, in, in a playoff spot, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, just a truly dominant performance um, by Pittsburgh, and they pick up points 86 and 87. And, uh, you know, maybe knowing Sidney Crosby, uh, he's probably not going to want to uh, have the team move from there just because of how superstitious he is. Of course, I'm just kidding. Um, their Penguins are going to need more points here um, to secure their playoff spot, even though it's 99.9% sure that they are going to get in. And then Evgeny Malkin with one hell of a rib. I'm going to get to that, actually, um, coming up here in this next segment. Before I get to that, though, it's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. The Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight are this weekend. Let me know how your brackets are doing. I'm actually in first place in my dad's pool, which has about 30 people. Follow the latest odds, contests, and player prompts. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino games. You can head to the website today or use mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. That is BetOnline. Where the game starts. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at lo underscore penguins. Um, <clears throat> picking up where I left off, Evgeny Malkin. I mean, you almost have to blink and you miss it because that was a flat out rocket <laughs> on the power play. You know, I think uh, Darren uh, D D underscore nasty. Um, on the on Penguins Twitter was telling me he was at the game and um, the crowd. It basically they, it took them half a second to realize that the puck went in and out of the net because because it was so quick. But um, that was a missile from Gino. He is feeling it right now. Um, just another really strong game from him. Um, he continues to help this team win in multiple ways. I never want to hear anything about how um, Gino stinks or you know the Penguins don't need him to win games or stuff like that. It's just it's just a bunch of bull crap. Um, in my opinion, I'm not going to say the other word. You know, we got to keep a little uh, family-friendly audience here. Um, but great, great shot there by Gino. And, you know, I thought he, he had a really good game tonight. He took that penalty late in the third period. I kind of just laughed at it because um, it was kind of a typical Gino penalty. Um, yelled um, a nice obscenity to the ref in the penalty box. Um, I'm not, I retweeted it. So if you want to go check that out, um, go on my social media page um, and see that. It's basically just, you know, F you. Um, but, you know, in a typical Geno fashion. Um, those are all for the goals. But a player that I thought really stood out again, Kasperi Kapanen. This is another great 
game from him. He knifed through the Columbus, um, you know, forecheck and their defenseman uh, beautifully in the first period. And it was almost, it feels like a, a coast to coast play and just couldn't beat Corpus Solo's toe. Had he done that, I think he would have brought the house down. That would have really got his confidence back. I really thought that he was feeling it tonight. Um, this has now been, honestly, one two, about three to four games in a row now where we're starting to see a better version of Kasperi Kapanen, closer to the, virgin, the version that we saw. I almost said another word there. Closer to the version of what we saw from him last year. And that is huge for the Penguins. I'm glad they didn't give up on him. They easily could have, and I totally would have understand it. I know he's taken a lot of heat from the fans, myself included. I cover the team on this podcast, but I'm so happy that he's playing better hockey right now. You can see his body language looks a lot better. And, you know, I, I can maybe chunk a little bit up to, you know, Jeff Carter in Nashville, just, you know, putting his hand on his leg and saying, you know what, man, it's going to turn around. And so far it's done exactly that. Got that goal over the weekend against Arizona where he kissed his stick, um, basically, which was just amazing. And then, you know, tonight, um, you know, gets a couple very quality chances. His skating was much better. His passing was more crisp. I know he kind of flubbed on the chance from Ricard Raquel um, a bit earlier in the game. I'll get to Raquel in just a second. Um, But, you know, just really thought he played a great game tonight. You know, I'm I'm really hoping he's going to make me and a lot of you listeners of this podcast and all the fans of this team eat a lot of crow here down the stretch um, and into the playoffs. So, that was massive, I think, from Captain um, Tristan Jari. Cool as a cucumber again. Um, he continues to look uh, tr- truly spectacular um, in the net. You know, his last eight starts, seven and one. He's faced 235 shots, 222 saves, has a 945 save percentage, and he has two or less goals given up in seven of those eight games. Get, make this guy a Vesna Trophy finalist already. I- I've been beating that drum all year long. Um, sure, he may not win it, but if he hasn't been one of the three best goaltenders in hockey, um, you know, I, I, I know there's obviously a lot of goalies that you know rank ahead of them in goal state above expected. I mean, the list isn't that long, but, you know, he's still top 10. But, you know, he, he's having a season for the ages right now. Um, and I think if you take all the stats and you compare them to the other goalies, um, I, I think he deserves to be a finalist, um, at least in my opinion. Um, just, you know, really – Great game from him tonight. And, you know, we're five and a half weeks away now, five and a half, six weeks away now before he's going to really have to put those demons to rest. He's done basically everything right during the regular season so far. Knocking on wood. I'm going to do that right now, as I just did. But you know what? This is just – he's been so awesome. I have almost all of the confidence in the world right now in him, and he's going to have to prove it come May. All of May potentially – all of June potentially, and maybe even a little bit into July if the Penguins can go on a nice little Stanley Cup run here. So great game, I thought, from him. Um, Let's get to Ricard Raquel, the new guy. Uh, I thought he was awesome tonight. Um, Basically almost set up a sure goal right in his first shift. I mean, that would have brought the house in, I think, at PPG as well. Had a great pass to Kapanen in front of the net. I just talked about that a couple of minutes ago. It stunk that Kapanen flubbed on it, but it, you know, it's just, that's the playmaking that I want to see from Raquel, you know, moving forward. If he's going to keep doing that, um, he, he's going to fit in just fine. Um, I, I don't really mind if he was on the third line. Um, I honestly, you know, I couldn't care less 
Uh, Mike Sullivan is going to tinker with the Lions. Hell, the guy hasn't even had a full practice with the team. He's going to then play again tomorrow night, um, and then they're probably not going to have – honestly, they're probably not going to practice on Thursday. Then they play on Friday against the Rangers, and then they play on Sunday against the Red Wings. So I don't even know when his first practice is going to be. I mean, I guess they'll have a morning skate on Friday. Maybe they'll have a practice on Saturday when they play the Red Wings. But, you know, this is a, a busy stretch here um, for the Penguins where they're basically playing four games in six nights. So uh, I'm curious to see how much practice time, you know, they are going to have, um, you know, just how quick Raquel learns the system here. Um, but, you know, he was – I thought he fit in well with Jeff Carter and Kasperi Kapanen. Um, honestly, looking at the Penguins' lines um, tonight, um, Raquel Carter, Kapanen, were on the ice for close to 50% of the shot attempts. Um, not as many scoring chances, though. They were all the only one that was negative, 33% of the scoring chances. High danger, they also lost the battle um, as well. I know only a 10-minute sample size. I'm sure they're going to try um, Raquel with Malkin at some point. But overall, um, I-, I thought it was a good game from Raquel. Just a really nice first impression. Loved that the crowd really, um, you know, just gave him a nice standing ovation when he was shown on the dum- Jumbo trying to look like that as I was watching the game. You know, shout out to you. Um, you all that went to the game, you know, just got to give him a warm welcome. So um, really nice debut from him. Um, everyone else, again, great game. You know, John Marino looked fantastic. Um, Chris Atang, I thought, had a really strong game. Brian Dumoulin was fine. Um, Mike Matheson drew a, a, a nice penalty as he was cutting to the net. Um, I believe that was in the second period. I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah, yeah, that was the that was the second. No, 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 my bad. First period, that was the power play that carried over um, into the second, my fault. Um, you know, I, I really don't have a problem with how anyone – uh, played in this game. Um, coming up in the next segment, we're going to get to some listener takeaways and potentially do a small little preview for the game tomorrow night in Buffalo. That will not be regionally televised for all of you that listen in Pittsburgh. It is a nationally televised game. This will be the set Penguins' second game, actually, on TNT this year. It's hard to believe that they've only been, uh, they have not really been nationally televised a lot. Um, they've only really had a couple of games on ESPN Plus. Um, well, stri- strictly on ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Um, but, you know, I think down the stretch here, they're going to have more games um, on the national networks, I think, just because, you know, for the push for the playoffs and everything um, with that. Um, but, you know, before we get to our last segment, you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why should you spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are right below for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck. And you can write locked on how do you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, right below prices, all the parts you will cover at the need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, well, back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. So getting to the listener takeaways here, Alan Teodor says, as someone who can only watch third period, looking at some of the stats, it looked like a great game. I'm excited to see what Ra- Raquel can do. I'm excited to see what the next, what the team can do, hopefully, for the next two or three months. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Alan, you know, I'm sure you're going to listen to this episode if you're not listening right now. Um, as I said, I've been saying just a really dominant performance tonight by the Penguins, probably one of their best performances 
of the year. There was really no stretch where, the, where Columbus was dictating the pace of the game. Maybe maybe a couple shifts here and there, but overall, um, just a really good performance um, by the Penguins tonight. Um, Iris AJ says, glad we didn't close the door on Kampanen. He's been really great the last three to four games. Also love the big Twin Towers on the fourth line, Boyle and Big Z. Yeah, I mean, they th- th- those two players, I mean, it's – it's fun to watch that fourth line. I know they're probably both going to be healthy scratches here come playoff time, but they really were um, fun to watch tonight. You know, at even strength, the Penguins actually had sixty close to sixty percent of the shot attempts with them on the ice, fifty five percent of the high danger uh, of the scoring chance with them on the ice, and sixty percent of the high danger chances. So, um, the fourth line actually looked pretty good in this game. You know, Boyle uh, had a pro- couple of nice moments on the PK. It's sometimes hard to watch him due to how slow he is foot speed wise. But, you know, he's also um, blown away, I think, all of our expectations this year. So really happy with how he's played. Um, SNZ says, Ricardo Raquel will fit fine with the pins. Not a bad first game. And, you know, I have hope for Kapanen after all. You know, I'm glad that you all are also noticing that Kapanen is playing a lot better. Um, you know, I'm just I'm, – I'm glad that I, you know, kind of put the wheels in motion a little bit when I noticed um, what Jeff Carter did last week when he was, you know, kind of there for him. And, you know, Kapanen, I think, was in you know more darker place than usual – um, just you know, with where his confidence was for his season, so I'm glad that you all are really noticing that too. Um, make sure I got everyone here. Um, yes, Penguin, yes, I say the Penguins are Columbus's, you know, it's, it's the big brother, little brother. You know, they, they, they're 14 and 2 and 1 in their last 17 games against Columbus. Um, is they, they flat out on them, um, to say the least. And I do, you know, with the, you know, with you know, with the man keep rust. With Malkin, I, I I don't mind it, you know. I, honestly, the, with how the Gensel Crosby Rodriguez line is going, um, I believe tonight they had close to sixty percent of the shot attempts um, at five v five. That was per money puck. I'm gonna check natural stats here, um, real quick. Yeah, sixty four percent actually of the shot attempts. Um, also eighty eight percent of the expected goals. So with how that line's humming, um, I'm probably not interested in breaking it up. Uh, anytime soon. So um, thank you all so much for sending in, in those listener takeaways. I really do appreciate it. So up next for the Penguins, a Wednesday night matinee against the Buffalo Sabres, a team that the Penguins have split two games against. Remember the first meeting, uh, it was the Dustin Tokarski show as the Penguins were just peppering him all game and he just fought out, owned them somehow. In the second game, the Penguins were able to um, win that one in Pittsburgh. This will be their first and only trip to Buffalo um, until next season, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Craig Anderson will start on this game. You know, Tage Thompson, he is the big threat to look out for here for the Penguins, having a career high season um, with 25 goals. Um, his the move to center, I think, has really paid off for Buffalo. You know, you know, the Sabres have actually, you know, not been a bad team um, as of late. You know, they're they're actually winning some games. They just took down the Canucks. Hell, he just took down the Flames and Calgary. I know they got blown out by Edmonton, but they also took down the Leafs. Um, I believe that was at the Heritage Classic. Um, if I, I, I mean, yeah, that was just a hilarious. That was when the Leafs goaltending was just a total meme. They took down the Golden Knights. Um, you know, this is a Sabres team that's actually won four of their last five games. So they're playing some of their best hockey here of the season. Jeff Skinner has been better this year. Alex Tuck has enjoyed a nice renaissance since coming over from Vegas. Peyton Krebs has been good. Dylan Cousins, you know, there's there's definitely stuff to work for here in Buffalo's top six. I think the future is a little more brighter right now for the Sabres. Um, they just they need that franchise caliber um, winger slash center 
to really kick things into high gear here. Casey Middles down the fourth line, Victor Olafson, Asplin on the third line, and then Cody Eakin, Kyle Oposo. You know, Oposo, I think, has goals um, at least in one of the games this year um, for the Penguins. You know, Rasmus Dalin on the top pairing. Um, Yoki Haru is with him. Fizik, he's ha- quietly having um, a good year. And then, you know, I believe Colin Miller um, is still there as well. So, you know, there's there are pieces there with this Sabres team. Sure, the underlying numbers are not that good, but, you know, this is a team that's played the Penguins tough this year, and they've been playing a lot of top teams um, pretty good. So this is no gimme game, to say the least. I know the Penguins have had, you know, the best road record in the league this year, but, you know, they're this is definitely, I think, going to be a challenge. You know, they just played tonight. Um, you know, they're traveling. Um, back-to-backs are always, you know, tough. I don't care who the opponent is. The Sabres are a bit uh, resting, obviously. You know, curious to see how the team looks in Buffalo. I'm sure, obviously, Casey DeSmith um, is going to get the start. So that'll do it for this episode of the Lockdown Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to this one. I'll be back on Wednesday evening with another full game recap episode before I welcome Rachel Knowns to the podcast for the first time on Thursday. She writes about the New York Rangers um, for a couple publications and uh, knows the team very well. So she's going to help me preview Friday's massive game at Madison Square Garden. So That'll do it for this one. Thank you all so much for listening again to the show. And I'll be back on Wednesday.